the setup. Uh, I'm John Ricardo. Chris Grace is not here today. Uh, very special episode uh, with Shudogawa. So, Shudogawa, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for inviting me for this. Yes, uh, we are in the middle of the tour. We just started the tour. We're yeah, this middle is of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. We're, we're traveling currently on a train going through Belgium from the Netherlands to France. Yep. Um, I don't know where we are. Yeah, at least it's a fast class. <laughs> yes, we got for, we, we, we splurged, you splurged for first class train tickets. I shouldn't say we did. You did. And uh, so it's been very nice so far. Yeah. Um, it's very early in the tour. Yeah. This is, I think, our fourth day. Uh, yeah, fourth, yes, fourth, fourth, day. Fourth, uh, fourth location, fifth day. Yep, that's right. We can survive until the end. Yes, how have you enjoyed it so far, the tour? Um, uh, well, uh, food is uh, pretty decent, actually. Food has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah we uh, got very lucky. Yeah, on the tour, we always have several different conditions. Food and accommodation is always critical. So, <laughs> and so far, we are staying in pretty nice place, and also that we are eating nice food. Yes, we have gotten very lucky. It's, it's a miracle. Very good Chinese food so far. <laughs> it sounds like a <laughs> Chinese food, like a Chinese buffet or something. But it's a, it was no, very, very nice restaurant. Actually, it's really very, very expensive restaurant. Yeah, very, very nice of them to invite us as well. So uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, uh, so why? Uh, uh, what kind of material do you like to talk about in your lectures? What is important to you? That you mean lecture right away? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Let's talk about lecture. Yeah, let's talk okay. about. But, uh, I mean, what, when you come to another country to give a lecture, what information is important to you? What um, do you want people to know? What do you want people to take away? Uh, well, uh, before we start a little detail, um, uh, I would like to know who is listening to this. Um, I have because, no they, because we're going to go farther and farther, and mostly, nobody really cares sometimes. Right, mostly magicians. Um, mostly magicians. Some friends of magicians. Okay. Can you name the people who are um, listening? Probably. Probably. There's like 30 people. <laughs> That's wonderful. I hope we're going to get like 35 people after this. Lots of, uh, uh, mostly people who are like Los Angeles members of the council. Oh, so, okay. So pretty much all of our friends. Yeah, friends, friends and people. Exactly. Okay. Mostly people you probably okay, know. So I just choose, choose the ones. Yeah. So, so if you wanted to say mean things about LA magicians, you probably should not do that. Okay. Or it would be great. <laughs> okay. It would be excellent. It could be hilarious. It could be great. Great. like a... Robert's gonna be laughing. Yeah, I think Robert is a listener. Okay. Robert, if you're out there, good to, good to see you. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the question was, uh, what I want to tell, or like what they want, I want they take. When you when you come to, especially another country, because you're not in Europe very often, mm-hmm. you don't spend a lot of time here. What is what is something important for you that you want them to take away? Um, I I'm not sure. Um, the, uh, but uh, basically. I'm not the type of person who organize the contents or who write things on writing on down to the paper, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not the type of person who write article or like a kind of having uh, how to say uh, some of the speech for the college. Right. I'm not that type of person, which means I'm not my background is not academic type. Right. My background is uh, just totally magician who enjoy magic and at home and uh, having experience. Fortunately, I had a good teacher and also that I had a good friends. I have a good friends, so. Uh, my information is uh, um, uh, unfortunately very random. Right. So, which means that, like, you know, the chance for the people here in Europe is that uh, they don't see me so often. They have a motivation to learn. So they're not going to pick up uh, whatever they want. And the question is going to give me the chance to search what I have in my head, in my body. And then uh, I can explain, even which I didn't recognize I know something. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, basically, I just uh, don't know. Right. But uh, they pull my information from my brain. I have noticed that 
especially the last tour I did with you in the UK a few years back. Yeah. Uh, Everyday McDonald, huh? Every day, oh, that was, that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> this is so far been better. But uh, this tour, as well as that last tour, you constantly changing it a little bit for the audience and who's there mm. and what they want to know and what they want to talk about, uh, which yeah. I think is great. So, yeah, of course. And uh, one thing, my strengths and their also weakness is that I change contents every moment. And uh, but, uh, Even this one so far, every lecture is a little bit different. Yeah. And the people is different as well. Sometimes, you know, from last night's lecture was quite high from my view. Yeah. Like, uh, less people, like about 15 to 20, but like uh, they had a really high standard skill for uh, point magic and the other stuff. So between the we can go further, was a we can, sometimes we can go something different. But uh, good thing is, um, I, I can adjust information for them. Mm -hmm. And the uh, bad thing is, it can go too far. So, you know, uh, but uh, this is the thing. If I do good lecture for me, it doesn't mean good lecture for them. What do you mean? Um, if I explain what I want to explain and I feel like I did a good job, it doesn't mean they could have something good for them. So, which is that, you know, the, uh, sometimes perfect lecture doesn't mean perfect for them. Okay. So, I think, like, sometimes incomplete. Like last night, we went too far, and we I had to stop middle of the road trip, perhaps. And then, <laughs> yeah. but like you know that, but uh, it was maybe good education for them because right. I draw line, and uh, you know, I never talk about that kind of things. Right. You know, what is difference between this and that? So, but last night, some gentleman asked me about uh, like, hey, this is something wrong with you. Yeah, somebody. Uh, can I say what happened? I mean, I, I don't uh, want to get you. Sure, <laughs> did they want to listen? Uh, I mean, a guy, uh, gentleman, gentleman. Guy, uh, <laughs> Gentleman uh, basically kind of stopped the lecture to raise his hand and um, uh, disagreed with, I guess, some philosophy. That yeah, just put some opinion for my uh, act, uh, my routine. I, I mean, my structured routine, uh, which is right in the middle of the performance. Yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, but I like, you know, I, you handled it. You're very, very, very polite. Yeah, very, I very because like, you know, again, I'm not. For example, if we have 15 people and one person stopped my act, of course I should have the right to keep doing this for 14 people. But also this person have a round of 15, right. you know, have a, like a right to enjoy this lecture as well. So for me, my job is not finishing my routine sometimes. My job is uh, trying to respond to what they, he's trying to say. And then, you know, he stopped. But like, you know, but I had an opportunity to talk about the, like, you know, why I decide and also the, this kind of a sum of opinion, or even I could say, take out the complaints, <laughs> even before I explain secret. So, and then, you know, like I start to explain, and I explain, gave examples with other different tricks, with different culture, and different TV, and you know, the, sometimes one thing can be wrong and right for the different persons, right. different people. So, and then it was a good opportunity, but I know, I wouldn't say it was the best way to approach, but uh, it was the wrong opportunity. They were happy to see that. Right. So, you know, like I said, like a perfect lecture doesn't mean perfect for the people. I, I prefer to uh, adjust for people, and then they already pay lecture fee, which is I already have responsibility to right. do something for them. So, and the sales is a you know side side thing. Of course, I need to make money sometimes, but uh, you know, even if I don't sell so much, still like they have the right to get some of it. Right. So, I tried.
Southern California people listening, a lot of them probably know yeah. Silverman. 
for King Solomon and family, the boss can't come upstairs. And they dread the night of the Australian night at the castle. Sometimes they yeah. them together. And it is very interesting thing. Simon comes out, and Simon has done like 5 to 10, 15 minutes for the lay people, audience. And after that, King Solomon comes out, and he performs another 10 minutes or 15 minutes, same thing. Yeah. So it is a really interesting combination to see. Example, what Simon did was like he is trying to do magic trick for the audience to, of course, bring them, but also he explained from scientific side, like almost how people fool themselves. Right. He explained like, you know, he doesn't explain exactly, but he wants the audience to recognize that the value of the magic. From his side of perspective, he wants to make logical things, including psychology, but like an you know, audience sees some illusion, and like, you know, magician is creating that, and right. audience creating that. Like, he wants to make like a kind of logical approach for the audience. So it's wonderful, and I sometimes do it, but right after King Suhan comes come out, he usually wears really interesting clothes. Right, he looks like a wizard. Real wizard. Long white hair, and long he just white beard. Around, he just smiles and very gentle with Australian accent, and he talks to a few people, then he introduces himself, <coughs> very gentle, and listening audience, and he said, let me show you maybe something, maybe these things might want to give you a little freedom from that. Like, and he's almost like a counselor, almost, right. uh, you know, wizard's counselor. And he started to do a few things to make audience believe he can do one small thing, but it's so clear and a miracle. Right. And he gives them some emotional moment. But if someone wearing that kind of magical wizard robe with that beard and also that, that kind of presentation, right after someone explain magic is logical. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's very contrasted. It's like contrasted, but also it's going to ruin the character of the king because the king is a, looks like an unreal person. Uh-huh. But Simon approach how magic is so real yes. with the logic. So after that, after Simon, king comes out, audience don't buy it. Audience think, oh, come on, you know, you're doing something very amazing, logical things behind your character. Right. So they don't buy character, they don't take as this as magic, they think it's a really wonderful knowledge of the human being. It's a big difference, you know what I'm saying? It just makes sense. If, someone, think, oh, yeah. if someone knows about Simon and uh, Ken, it really makes sense. Hopefully, you know, listeners right. have a chance to see both of them. But uh, I recommend that these two performers shouldn't be in a row, like, uh, you know, shouldn't be like first and second. Audience mind, example, like uh, sometimes we have soccer tricks, sometimes we have uh, like a, for example, paper ball overhead, almost like exposing, demonstrating, manipulating. But, like, you know, the uh, combination of the trick or combination of the performer sometimes makes express the show right. better and better. But sometimes two performers perform together, first and second, even on room each other, like against each other, because yeah. they're thinking. There is something. That's to be said there about even just the kind of material that one person does in a show that uh, even if it's very good it's all very strong and by itself it's very good sometimes putting multiple pieces in the show can hurt each other uh, in a way that they would both be weaker than they would be if they were separate even if they were both great pieces of magic you really have to think about that yeah that's i want to tell and then you know uh and also like a some i don't say it's a wrong or right some performer does a 90 minute show themselves. Right. Or like a one month show, theater show for a hundred audience, which is wonderful and amazing. But at the same time, if one person cannot provide a different flavor in the show, and if it's too similar to the you know, past things which we did, 
and like a 20 minute later after that again but similar things uh-huh. it's a different material looks like but very similar things and i feel like uh, uh i think if you can't cover that part why you don't go you know get help from others right so i if i cannot do 90 minutes good 90 minute show and if i'm just just doing okay 90 minutes show i prefer to have another performer to make excellent show right so that's uh, my priority but it doesn't mean it's the right answer for others uh, that's a different thing. Yeah, I think uh, that is something a lot of people make, you know, individual routines or individual small five-minute acts, and they'll combine them together for a long show, not really sometimes thinking about how all of them work together and how they build, and if there's, you know, if there's a different flavor or there's sort of different tones, different themes, yeah. and then it sounds too, it's too similar, it can be boring. Yeah. So, and the people, magician, even ourselves don't recognize but a perfect example is, uh, for example, uh, I was having conversation with John Carney, uh-huh. and he's amazing, yeah. as always. Incredible and, uh, yeah, knowledgeable, and artist, and books lights, and a uh, historian. Like, he knows many kinds, and right. he also does really well for every every kind. Yeah. Right? So he, he had one act, which I requested to do on the TV. People TV director, producer, asked me to ask him to do one trick. It's so like a, you know, a beautiful routine with flower petals. And, and oh, yes. Incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful routine. And I had a five, ten minutes of conversation with John, but I didn't want to force him because I'm a magician. I'm not director, producer. I don't push performer. Right. I ask his feeling. And he immediately answered me and said no. For me, this is very important. And it's a very, very, very structured routine, which can be the best at the end of the show right. and I have this structure for the show like a 40 minutes one hour maybe hour and a half and at the end of the show we had engagement we I show many different things at the end my story is very important but if we put this up it's, of course it's flashy it's a visual effect like a, I, I can be but uh, they are not gonna get this beautiful art right and I totally understand because he structured every single thing for this and then closing the show mm-hmm. so and for producer it's catchy but for us, it's more than just catchy magic effect. It's more than I can be. So, and I thought, okay, this you know, magician, John Carney, of course, he won a magician of the year. And also, yeah, eight times. Yeah. Magician of the year at the Mantle Castle, incredible. Yeah, performance fellowship. Performance fellowship. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, absolutely, he knows it. You know, and then, even I, I assume, <laughs> I guess, it should be something, right? Like, I just never seen him before show. But, you know, I thought it can be the offensive to ask him, but, uh, you know, because it's the first time part of my job, right. so I ask him, how do you think, gently, and he gently responds, and then, no. <laughs> he's a very gentle man. He, yeah, I think yeah. he would not be aggressive yeah. about that. He's a very nice guy. But uh, people don't know, he can be very strong, and really? also he can be very funny. <laughs> like, yes. And like, uh, that's an amazing part of him, because he's a real human, so he's not a machine. Right. So, uh, actually, his, his joke and, uh, you know, comedy is really hard for me. But uh, very subtle. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah, don't kiss his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'd be a little more Japanese than a guy right now. Right. Yeah, you're not looking for that. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. I love whatever you want. One thing I want to ask you about is there's a theory that you have that you haven't yeah, talked about. Yeah, so it's about the 
Mesdames, Messieurs, dans quelques instants, nous arriverons à un terme de Bros of Airport. Gardez bien votre titre de transport, vous en avez besoin pour pouvoir faire. Pour pouvoir sortir de la gare, il y a des pratiques. Dans quelques instants, nous arriverons en gare de Bros of Airport. Liebe Wagen, wenige Augenblicke haben wir Brüssels erfolgende Flughafen. Wir brauchen die Identifizierung des Buchdienst Bahnhofs über die Zugangsführung für Lassen zu Dienstag. In Kürze haben wir Brüssels erfolgende Flughafen. Ladies and Gentlemen, if you will be arriving at Brüssels erfolgende, please keep your train ticket with you. You need to this station to the access gate. This is Brüssels erfolgende. This sounds kind of choppy. Uh, if we're jumping around too much, it's because we're editing it. Every now and again, they, they give a big train announcement, and we will probably edit that out. Uh, so if, if it sounds like we suddenly are talking about something different, that is that is fine. Uh, hopefully, this does not happen again soon, because I do have a question for you. Uh, there's a theory that you've talked to me about a lot. Uh, I have not heard you talk so much in lectures about it, but I think it's very interesting and very important. It's the uh, sword and sheep theory you know that I'm talking about. Sword and sheep theory of mass. Uh, yeah. yeah. Could you explain that a little bit? Because I think it's very interesting. One of the reasons why I like it is because it is more. It's, it's about magic and handling your magic, but it's also about how to be a good person with magic and how to, you know, not be too uh, too arrogant with your magic. I think it's very interesting, and I, and I and I like the theory because it is it's just as much about how to be a human and a, a polite person rather than just a magician. <laughs> I think it's sometimes important. Wow, I, for me, like a sword and sheath theory is uh, almost like a flower petal and egg. Okay. So, which is that uh, if I talk about this, people don't get it. Because it's the end of the lecture. Uh -huh. And if I explain now, so with a, like a John, I say proudly, I say no. Oh, okay. I don't give a shit, sorry. That's fair. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding, but I understand, you understand that. Because you are doing lecture with me, like last right. several moments, right? right. So, but uh, this is a. But I can talk structure of the lecture. Sure. Oh, yeah, please. Just imagine, like, a sword and sheath is a, like a, a one story about explaining why we are doing magic and how we use magic. But this is very philosophical and giving answers, you know, for the audience. So they take themselves and they create answer themselves. That's a point. But when I want to do this, like, just imagine you're doing one 20 minute show, 40 minute show, 45, one hour, whatever. The beginning. You start with the show, audience is everybody different. Some people is drunk, some people is happy, some people is quiet, and you start to entertain. And a few moments later, you do good tricks, and they surprise, laugh, and sometimes you talk, and you know people laugh again, and then sometimes you become very serious, and people amaze. At the end of the show, what happens? All audience was all different at the beginning, but all people start to breathe same time, like a listening same time, focus same time. At the end, they become very pure and uh, innocent and honest. The reason is because you provide really good moments, including magic effect. Right. Magic effect tricks have the power to let them open their heart. And what you're gonna say, and you're gonna say something to them, and giving them back, uh, giving sorry, giving them some message, and they take this message to the home. They think about it. Next day, they appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So, but this uh, sword and sheath theory is uh, like a last moment. What I want to tell the people. Why I'm today and why I'm the lecturer for the people. Mm -hmm. So, and then just let them kind of make, uh, how do you say that? Make them awake? Oh, that's right. That's why we are doing magic. Oh, that's why I was missing something. 
they decide to see some answers. Which can be a very special moment. I think definitely there are times where I've seen magicians give lectures, and some of my favorite, most memorable parts are when they kind of have that answer about doing magic and why we do magic and why it's important to us to do magic. And I think that's always a very beautiful moment to be able to hold on to and, and think about. Yeah, I want to talk about it, but like if you want to listen about it, come to Malaysia. Come to his lecture. <laughs> I think we met at the castle for a couple of years. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, I was being busy for being board members. Right. So like, you know, I, I, I take more responsibility for the being, you know, in the meeting rather than being in front of the people. Right. You have also, I've noticed, performed less at the castle for that same reason, uh, yeah. usually. I, I just, uh, I love to perform always, but like, you know, there's always something else. Right. I prefer to step up in the performance and then just so go where the wind takes you. Uh, you, I've heard the story a couple times as you tell people this week, and maybe you could tell our listeners now about uh, when you moved to, why, why you moved to Los Angeles and when you moved to Los Angeles. Because I didn't know all of that story, and I think it's a great, great, great story about your commitment to magic. I don't think we have enough time for that, actually. Do we not? <laughs> yeah, because we have only like uh, 20 minutes mm-hmm. before we have to be ready to go out on the plane. Fair. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be pretty long. Uh, then let me, uh, let me ask, so let me... Have, have you comment on a, on a shorter part that, that I heard the other day? You, uh, when early 2000s, you had booked a week at the Magic Castle. Yes, correct. And then you moved to Los Angeles. Yes, that. I was stupid enough to do That's that. pretty incredible. That's yeah, amazing, amazing just story. imagine you booked a gig in Spain. Right. One week of the job. Let's say, Bonjour, messieurs, bonjour et bienvenue à bord du train ici international à destination de Bruxelles-Midi, ce train sera en gare de Bruxelles-Nord, Bruxelles-Centrale, Bruxelles-Midi. Nous étions en arrière pour le voyage. Un désert de Valentin, le groupe de la route d'un contraire, c'est qu'un des grands rapports de l'international et de Tigre et de Réfton à Bruxelles-Midi. Tigre donc à Bruxelles-Nord, Bruxelles-Centrale, ou Bruxelles-Midi. Bonne prochaine, Ilan, Alan, Amigre, Marisa. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, welcome on board the IC International Service 2. Brussels Midi, the train is coming in Brussels North, Brussels Central, and Brussels Midi. We should have a pleasant time. Just imagine. Just imagine you booked the flight in Spain. One week of job, pay okay, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to move to yep. Spain that's for not one year. That's not something I would do. It's <laughs> stupid, but I know. Right. When we are young, we can do this. Stupid enough. Yeah. When we get old, I am young and stupid. No, we cannot do that. Right. <laughs> so, but um, the truth is really, Magic Castle was an amazing dream place for me, same for many magicians in the world. So I was living in Japan, I kept came to the States several times, I visited Castle from when I was 14, 17, 16 years old, also 19, and when I was 21. And uh, you know, every few years I had a chance to come, and I was I amazed about Magic Castle and the AMA. So at the time I even didn't realize about AMA, I didn't speak English. What is the AMA? What is the Academy of Magic? But I booked a week and I said, you know what, I'm going to move to the States. It's too luggage. I was being stage magician when I was in Japan, around 25 years old. And I moved with only course of materials, my performance course, and a few different things. And also dictionary. Yeah. So that's all in my luggage. I moved to the States. I lived in a studio room. Every day, I purchased like a Subway sandwich, six inch. Yeah. And I ate half the, you know, late lunch. Three inches. And another three inch for the evening. And I went to the Harris Magic Store, 
per morning, 11 o'clock ish, till mm-hmm. like you know, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. Come back to my apartment in the second half of Sandwich and change the clothes for the castle and stay there until like a normal day. So that's an everyday thing. No job, no job, no money, but a lot of hope and a lot of pain. That's, I mean, that's an incredible. And now look at you now. That's, that's incredible. I know you're on the, the sixth time Magic Castle competition, the award winner, on the board trustees. That's that. And also, I mean, one of the famously one of the greatest musicians in the world. One of the, I'm not that great at music, but thank you. I'm going to take that from you. Well, uh, well, well, on that topic, though, I mean, you are famous for how incredible, how incredibly detailed some of your magic is, specifically you, your coin magic. Uh, I think Tim is, is very, very famous for how far you push certain methods and how, how you're always pushing the more and more impossible. What else can we do? What else is possible? That's pretty amazing. How do you go about sort of creating those things? What is your thought process or your creative process when it comes to making magic like that? Um, well, I, I don't think I can give you an answer right away, but I have a, well, some thought about it. One, I was not before the person. I was uh, like, I don't care small things, I just do whatever I want and just relax. But at some of age, I started to do sports, and I was uh, actually very uh, loyal, straight, you know, like, uh, I don't cheat, try to listen what people say, and right. follow the rule. Actually, my wife is opposite. <laughs> don't follow the rule, and she does whatever she wants. Your wife she, is great. She's, she's actually is. amazing. She's amazing. She's and so she's, funny. And she's also very smart. Yes. Much smarter than me. And she sometimes have the right answer right away, and often have the right answer right away. So, but uh, you know, but uh, this uh, my mentality. I was not skillful. I was not like flexible. I was just doing one thing for a long time. So one day I realized when I was around 10, 11 years old, if I practice like more than like a few hours for one thing, I get better than anybody. Right. And I realized, huh, it's interesting. So uh, just imagine one person cannot be whole detail things like how to say precise person it cannot be really rough right. casual so in one human being we cannot have two side of two opposite side of body very difficult to have both but we, we learn it and we get it so example I really care about small things detail at the same time I don't mind to sleep on the floor right. I don't mind to sleep on the hallway in a platform I don't care but once I start to care about it I can be very sensitive about everything. So I just learned how to do it, but the best way to learn was I did a stupid, shitty paper, like a, the preparation for the products, okay. which we are doing together. Yeah, every like day in the hotel, we yeah, like build a, products. Probably once in a while, you realize that you put the things in the DVD case, like you know, this and everything, prepare, right? Uh-huh. And you finish. And I reopen and fix it and close. Do you see that? <laughs> no. You don't, you don't <laughs> realize that? I, I, no, I, I remember it happening before. Now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> now now I think I'm doing badly. <laughs> no, no, like, like you should, like if you look back, once in a while you have a question, huh? what is he doing now? Is, is he making sure or something? But actually I was fixing the angle of the paper speed for the DVD. Right. Or sometimes I fix the angle of the disc just yeah. a little bit. Or sometimes you close the package and then reopen it. Square the card again and you seal right. again. So you can see something like that, and it's a really uh, funny because uh, you know I am actually very picky about things. At the same time, I can give up something. 
Like, I can change the priorities in my head. Right. Often. So, it's not like an ugly care detail, but at one moment, if I realize that this preciseness is going to ruin some of, like, a program or some of the process or schedule. Right. If we ruin some pro- uh, schedule, I cut off. I, I don't mind too so away. So, I have a detail mind, and I have a, like, a non-detail mind inside me. But the uh, best way to learn about detail practicing one things for a million times. Uh, actually, I, because I was doing that, I was making like a, like a same VHS tape, many, many of them, package, many of them, hold one instruction to twice right. for one paper, for a 1,000 copy. And I get better and better and better and better, and I feel like, oh, I'm got better. The next person who was doing two years longer than me, who does much faster than me, and more cleaner, preciser, then appears. Okay, maybe I can be better. So, um, but uh, keywords, not learning from magic. Actually, I study that preciseness or some of this detail uh, from uh, something out of the magic, mm-hmm. close to the magic, but like surround magic, I should say. Right. So, but uh, um, I don't know. I'm just hoping that you, John, is, uh, tra- uh, is traveling with me and you realize maybe in a years later. You realize like you are more detailed and more fast, and pro- your process is faster, and your skills are more detailed, and you don't give up quality. Right. But you don't know yet at this moment. But I, I hope, and not just you, like Aki or some of my friends who travel with me, I hope they see me and they get this ability without knowing. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. But um, yeah, I sometimes really, <laughs> sorry, it's a, you know, we have to stop in a few moments, but like, I sometimes. Love it when you show the skill, like uh, some shuffle. Oh, right. I have right. talked about on this podcast about uh, <laughs> <laughs> the meanest things you said to me. <laughs> right? And I was like, that was terrible. <laughs> what did I say to you? Uh, sometimes you say the fewest sentences. The few, like the other day, I showed you a color change mm-hmm. that I had come up with. And I got some very positive feedback from some friends in America. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to you and just went, come on, really? <laughs> Did I say that? Okay, that's pretty much. Side of me. No, no, it was so important. It was so, it was so good. I'm but, uh, glad you did. But uh, uh, probably you know that, like uh, when you show the card change, the uh, Aki and the Kenshin, they're both Asian American guys, and they like skill. Yeah, they, they, they have a high standard about skill. Right. They really believe that practice. Of course, everybody does. Practice five hours. Of course, everybody does. That's uh, their mentality. Right. When they see a card change, they say. say Okay. Uh huh. Right. They were both they, polite but very underwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> they were polite. I'm yeah. sure. So, polite. so and then you recognize that, but because you are being American and you are also very different the, magic backgrounds. Yeah, and entertainment skills are different from us. Or Asian is different. But you are also in the season in Asia. Yes. And like, uh, and then you recognize the quality of the magic as well. Right. So and now you are amazing kind of kind of mutants. <laughs> You're like a u- unique kind. Right. You that is good. also something I've talked about on this podcast a lot is how much I love Asian magic. Yeah. Uh, so that's but, uh, very uh, open about that. But at the same time, you should, in a few years or maybe in 10 years, you recognize that your strengths coming from the United States, coming right. from American culture. So you have amazing ability as well, but also you have amazing uh, uh, habit from Asian culture. Even if you don't get this, don't have people walk out the crystal. So I think people don't have the crystal. Almost every moment. 
and he probably feel like you know I am the same type of magician as he can, you know, respect others and practice that and form copy it and try to sink deeper and further. So that's a very interesting story. But uh, well, I will do a bit far. But basically, um, that's an idea. Basically, I try to make my own world. Mm-hmm. That's first step. And then um, people experience was amazing. But I like you know. But when I s- when you see something amazing, what do we think? We feel like we are much smaller than what we thought. Yeah, absolutely. And we recognize we we are much less than other people, and there's a lot of potential positivity. So only one thing I was careful was try to do not get inspiration from other people. Okay. Because you know, for example, you know, like uh, many performers, people mean uh, like uh, Miguel Munoz, or for example, Will Chen or Eric. something during the competition or messed up a little bit, everybody was on their side. I mean, when the person would pick it up and recover, even if you make a joke about it, the entire audience would cheer and scream and, and support. I think that was a really beautiful, yeah. beautiful moment. Yeah. People have so much fear to compete sometimes, but the truth is, when you go to the stage, right before the stage, even closer, there's 3,000 people waiting, and they're not judged. They're really waiting. Someone is going to amaze them, yeah. and they're, they're wishing this every single performance have success, their own success, and having 120% of performance, right. positive act, then they won't amaze. So which means that they are just as much the same as the, the competition. Right. They are young, or maybe a little older, but they strive, they shock, magic exists around them, and it was also available, <laughs> purchasable, right. <laughs> and they start, and they love magic more than any audience, many lay audience in the world. And then they know how competition has a pressure. Like they know how they feel, and the competition just go there to be part of this community. And then go there. So that's a, like you know, uh, great thing about like, supporting each other in this uh, society magic community. Uh, well, that noise on your watch means we gotta start getting ready to get off the train. Uh, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, but thank you so much for doing this. We're having a great time. Uh, yeah, it's great to have you. Thank you talking to us. You are one of the best magicians in the world and getting to know you and work with you has been one of the greatest honors of my lifetime. So thank you for everything you've done for me and for all of magic. And 
uh, where can people find you if they want to follow you or keep track of your work or anything like that? Is there any plugs you want to make? Um, just type shoot Ogawa and search Facebook, Instagram, or, you know, or just Google it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm just traveling. Uh, let's see. Right? Yeah. Let's see somewhere in the world. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, uh, let's get off the train now. Yeah.